When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, I had a terrible nightmare. I thought I missed the About Last Night podcast, but I didn't, guys. What's up? Adam Ray here. Welcome back to the show. It's the 5th of July. That's why I'm like this, hungover, rocking my Adam Ray comedy hat, which you can get at adamraycomedy.com. We got hats, shirts, mugs, stickers, buttons, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, all. Click right there and it'll take you to the adamraycomedy.com store. Um, Tour dates back on the road. Took uh, some time off in Seattle, and uh, I'm back at it this weekend in Colorado Springs at 3E's Comedy Club. New spot, new venue. Can't wait. Colorado Springs, July 7th and 8th. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. And then we just keep the train moving. July 14th and 15th, we're at the Dania Improv in Fort Lauderdale. That's a tough word to say when you're hungover. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, baby. July 14th and 15th, Dania Improv comes to your boy. And then July 16th, oof. Goddamn Comedy Jam, Comedy Store, the nine-year anniversary. Me, Burr, Swartzen, come. You will, in your pants. July 18th, this is the big show that I'm excited about. I'm doing a Dr. Phil live show at the Comedy Store, 8 p.m. in L.A. Bill Burr is the guest, and we have other special surprises. It's going to be amazing. It's my first time doing it. Dr. Phil, unfiltered is the name of the show, live. It's going to be like a fake TV taping at the Comedy Store main room, July 18th at 8 p.m. Tickets at ComedyStore.com. And then July 20th through the 23rd, I'm at the new Covina Laugh Factory in West Covina, California. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Stand Up Live, Phoenix, Arizona, July 27th through the 30th. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Of course, subscribe to the podcast right here on YouTube. Click that so you can get all the clips, videos, goodies, and extras. A lot of fun episodes coming. I can't wait to announce them. Some really, really cool guests that I've uh, booked that I don't know how they said yes, but they said yes, so hopefully they don't bail. And um, and uh, special announcement is coming very soon, so stay tuned. And go see the Barbie movie. It comes out July 21st, and I'm in it with Gosling and Margot Robbie and Will Ferrell and your boy. I think that's it. All right, that's it for now. hope you guys are doing great. hope you had a great fourth. Uh, today's episode, Josh Adam Myers, one of my oldest friends in comedy, created and started the goddamn Comedy Jam, uh, and is about to go on the road with Jelly Roll. The guy's a beast, he's hilarious, and uh, we, we had a great time in this episode. So enjoy it, follow Josh on social media at Josh Adam Myers, follow the goddamn Comedy Jam, and come out to the nine-year anniversary show at the Comedy Store on July 16th. And I think that's it. So you know what? Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with my buddy, and soon to be yours, Josh Adam Myers. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Do you, do you do cans or no cans? I think with, with, with our 
pipe, so I think we should can. Yeah, there it is. Oh, jack me up a little bit. I want to hear myself. Oh, fuck yeah. Jack dude. me off, too. <laughs> yeah. Jack me up. Oh, jack me off and jack me off. Jack me <laughs> off. Start it up. That's what I'm doing it to. Jack me off. Yeah. <laughs> if that, who you, sings that? Stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta get a win to jack me off. <laughs> it's crazy that guys like that will never do parodies, right? Oh, they have no sense of humor whatsoever. They don't. Not no, and not because they're old, because they're what? Just two serious musicians. I I think like you know they're they the rock stars like like the guys from Led Zeppelin, the guys from the Beatles. And and the guys from the Stones take what they do so seriously, yeah. even like someone like Bruce Springsteen. But then you got someone like Billy Joel, who is like cracking jokes in between. Oh, dude, if you've never seen Billy Joel, oh, live, BJ, yeah, well, let's. That was going to be a topic of conversation at some point. Whenever we want to get there, trust me, it's a big part of my life. <laughs> Billy Joel is a hundred percent. So this wasn't just an on a whim. Me and Bill Burr do some shrooms and go see a legend. It was like, oh, this is a guy that is. What on your hall pass list? This is, yeah, I'd fuck him. I'd fuck, dude. Think about just a conversation we'll starter. Be right back. <laughs> Who wouldn't tune fuck in later him. to find out how I did? If him. he did, I, I, there's Billy Joel has been the guilty pleasure of mine since I was like a little kid. Wow. Him and Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond is the concert that I never saw that I wish I saw. Me too. Really? Yeah. I. And he's done touring, right? He has Parkinson's. Yeah, it's sad. Oh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for a myriad of reasons. A, like, part of me wishes he he pushed through the parks, and just, <laughs> and that's not funny because I pushes have, the parks. You don't have to start Duke music. <laughs> you were wrong. Come on and push through the park. Push through the parks. <laughs> Great song. Great if he did song. that, look, it's impossible. Parkinson's is an Awful disease. Uh, Jay Fox has made it look easy. Even Muhammad Ali. Wait, what, like, is this, what is this Jay Fox bullshit? Are you friends with him? You know who we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Do but- I need to say the full name? <laughs> who do you think of when you think of Parkinson's? Michael, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, yeah. I could say Fox and you would have known. <laughs> with the lead in Fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> or my cousin Brian's dad, Morty. He's He's got the parks. Yeah. God, it's. He's not famous. It's not with that <laughs> attitude. He's. It's also like, I don't know. My point is, I would pay to see any legend who wanted to still try. So even if Neil was like, look, full disclosure, this is not going to be a great show. But I want to still play. The same way you see athletes still going at it when they, uh, you know, I remember seeing this uh, when Patrick Ewing signed with the Sonics for a year. It was so sad. I remember watching him. He got a rebound and threw an outlet pass, put his head down and went, (sighs) and then started jogging down court. And the ball got stolen, and it went back the other way, and he kept running down that way with his head down, and the whole crowd went, oh. Yeah. It was sad. Yeah, I I think with sports, see, I'm going to actually go the opposite of what you're saying. Because I get it. It, That's more selfish me saying, and selfish me and you saying. You don't want to see him like that. No, man, because I, you know. I'll give you an idea. Like I've seen Guns N' Roses, 
Um, God damn! Since they got back together, I've seen them four or five times. Are you a big uh, GNR fan? Oh, I mean, I can pinpoint the exact moment I heard it when I was in 1987, laying in bed. DC 101 was like, "We're gonna play this record all the way through." Wow! And it's a new band out of LA, and they're killing it. And the next day, I was like, I begged my parents to buy me the record, which they didn't. So then I went into their money drawer, Sorry, pulled out a twenty, <laughs> and went went down to the wax and maxi and fucking bought that shit, and then got caught. And I, I remember I did not give it up. He was like, just, you know, he's like, what'd you buy with it? I was like, candy or whatever, you know, Domino's pizza for me and my friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, we played Ice Wars at Robert Drollinger's house. <laughs> we used to, to he, he, Ice was, Wars. he was a, his, his dad, he was a, is a single dad, a single dad being raised, raising his son, Robert. Yeah. Robert was like the town, I wouldn't call him the town degenerate, but he was the fire kid in our neighborhood. He always had a story and it didn't end positively never, for Robert. Yeah. Never, You know, we, we all had, you had a fire kid in your town, right? The, like lit stuff on fire? Yeah. Oh, lit stuff on fire, um, licked bugs, had playboys, lived with his grandparents. His name was Canute. He was German. <laughs> and, you, and you hung out with Canute. All so the you, time. So you could see those playboys. <laughs> <laughs> all like, the time. Yeah, dude. See Bush? Oh, You're like, God, oh my God. So what is, what weird. Is that? What's under there? What's under there? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know what was under there until about 1993. It's and almost like that's like, what the pubes were doing. We're just kind of like keeping the mystery alive. Keeping the mystery. And there, there was no way there was a bare vagina <laughs> in any magazine, uh-uh. especially Playboy. Yeah. Maybe you saw a line, but it was always Bush. Yeah. My dad, all the pornos he had, Bush. All, just Bush. My dad was my dad was a purist of <laughs> porn. All of his like he's like, what I missed out on but not having my dad stick around was like the porno like I mean, who knows? Although yeah. he might have had stuff. I think later in life he had like websites and stuff. But we can talk about that next time you come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my stepmom just passed. I want to respect her uh For sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh all right, so um Neil Diamond, you would so not- so. I was going to say this, yeah. and I want to before Guns and Roses, I, Guns and Roses, like covered all. So when I saw them the first time, which was out here, and I never saw them when they were like they were one of the biggest bands in the world, yeah. arguably. Yeah, and. I go to that show and I'm just I'm in like the front row because Craig Gass like walked me in because he knows everybody. Yeah. Walks me I'm literally in the front front row and you can hear him singing and his voice is as strong as it was when he made November Rain or made any of the records that they had done. And I'm just blown away. And then you see him again, same thing. See him again, same thing. You see him again, same thing. And then I went to see them at MetLife Stadium when I first moved to New York. And I mean, we're like great seats because I'm friends with Brian Klein, who's Duff's manager. So we're like dead center. I know Duff really well, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. We're Seattle. So, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Just Seattle peeps have looped us and linked us. And, yeah, I've seen him once, so keep going. So, well, I, I've met him twice. Hollywood Improv, nicest guy. Nicest guy. Got in it. In got- amazing shape. Incredible. Like still, well, that's, d- that's the heroin. You do heroin in your life. <laughs> it keeps you lean? It keeps you lean. Wow. Dude. Lean, mean, fighting machine. <laughs> fighting for more heroin. You're making <laughs> <laughs> you know? How many heroin fights do you think are happening right now? Where people are fighting over a bag, a dose? What is it? What do you call it when you're get, trying to get... Either war was fine. Yeah. Bag, dose. You know, it's not like you went showed up to the heroin circle. You're like, can I get a dose of that? They're like, the fuck out of here, you wait, dork. Wait, 
real quick, heroin fights consist of what usually? Like booze fights, we all know, emotions run high, it can span the gamut. But heroin fights, I feel like, is it are they more rage-filled? Is it more like, I'll cut your dick off and bite your teeth with my teeth? <laughs> ha! It feels to me more like zombie walking dead shit. Yeah, I think it's like that. And yeah. I think it is a lot of, uh, it's 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 just a lot of screaming and crying and right. begging. Because it usually is probably over not having heroin and wanting heroin. Oh, God. And um, coming down from heroin. And coming down, which is bad. But I also think, you know, can they get physical? Probably. Yeah. Probably a lot of like, you know, fuck you. Here's an H here's an HPV needle. Or like what is an, uh, not HPV. What's the other one? Uh not Tourette's. HDMI? No. Uh, just name a disease that have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Tourette's HPV. Tourette's, HPV. Uh, the the what's the one that Tommy Lee has? Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> you don't want this? Great sound effects. Thank you. What does hepatitis do to you? I don't know. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You think I know? I don't fucking know anything. There's um, there's something about. First of all, you just taking us back to like your first. You said it was uh, your first purchase, first album you bought. That wasn't the first record I bought. I think the actual first record that I ever. Bought, but oh no, I do know. It was my mom bought me in the same day. Beastie Boys, licensed to ill. Wow. And Run DMC, Raisin Hell, and Jody, my sister, got Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Good for mom. Yeah, she. What the well, fuck? Well, you know, we didn't. Have, my mom bought me the Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, but you were into plays. Yeah, and yeah. You were, <laughs> she was probably making. I wasn't you mad a, about she was it. Making you a costume. She's like, got the big show tonight, Adam. Come on. She was. She bought me in second grade for Halloween. I said, "Will you just give me a costume?" She came back with a bird. I wasn't like from anything. It was a bird from Goodwill. Wasn't Tweety Bird. Wasn't Big Bird. Wasn't fucking you know uh, Donald Duck, who's you know bird adjacent. It wasn't any sort of recognizable, famous flying character. It was just a fucking. And I'm. At my fattest. And we had to parade in second grade through the sixth grade class at Lake Forest Park Elementary. So there's ninjas and cops and robbers. Oh, my. And then there's just this fat fucking big titty bird walking through. And all the sixth graders are giggling. And I know that's me. And I'm wearing this bird mask with my eyes cut through the beak. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? And the feathers are falling off. I think I'm still eating a Pop-Tart underneath the fucking mask. And I just hear one of them goes, that bird's got tits. A big, big <laughs> laugh. In hindsight, very funny. Uh, and then I went out to play on, on the playground, and everyone's like ninjas and cops and whatever. And I was like, hey, what can I play? And I remember this kid, Joel Helgevold, goes, you can sit in the tree and be on lookout. <laughs> Got a big laugh. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so when you're- The whole time I was hoping you were saying it, then I, went, then I wore that costume in the talent show, and I sang, <laughs> heroin fight, you don't have to fight for dope. I'll give you a dose, but please don't throw hepatitis. Your pipes are unreal just post-surgery. I haven't had surgery yet. You're about to get it. Well, right now, it's, I mean, you know it, man. It's like one, one, um, I have incredible speech pathologists, yeah. and I work with a vocal coach. Great. So I do an hour with each every day, not every day, once a week, and then I, on top of that, do about a half hour of warm-ups. I don't talk for 70% of the day. Wow. Yeah, my whole morning and up and well, it's it's easier in New York because it's just I'm isolated. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. I can go to the gym, I don't see people. I don't I just answer emails, I don't take phone calls until like I feel like my voice is good. 
Um, there is, you know, the doctor, like he said recently, there's a polyp, there's some scar tissue, and I think my epiglottis is swollen. Might be wrong if that's the... I've had that happen twice. Really? Well, swell up. You can get epiglottitis, which is a thing that it's a rare bacteria, like one in 150, 200,000, where it swells up and will cover your air passageway. That's not what you have, because if you had that, you couldn't swallow. No, I've had it twice. Mine's, uh, you know, I was hoping you were going to say you had elephantitis. I wish. I know. Check God. the game tape. Hey, <laughs> ask my sixth grade girlfriend. She'll remember. She's got four kids now. We'll be right back. <laughs> Shout out to Janet Mattis. <laughs> Janet so, Mattis, sixth grade girlfriend. I'll really? Say name yeah god who was my sixth grade girlfriend fuck what was her name she she lived in a she lived in a uh trailer wow yeah we went to go see home alone together in her trailer oh <laughs> did she think she had a v- vcr <laughs> come on dude she had nothing we just <laughs> even my dad was like coming to pick her up he's like this is where your this is where your girl lives oh god yeah what were her? Uh, were they attached to other trailers? Where there's a whole class? No, it was of tra- a single family trailer. <laughs> single family. Wow. It wasn't a road trailer. <laughs> you know, wow. she was like, she was, she was in the Bethesda Chevy Chase of trailer parks. To give you an idea, that's your your producer. He's from Joel. the rich part of Maryland. But your love was strong. No, not really. Okay. She was just Sixth hot. Jen, love. something. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, I never had girlfriends like throughout high school. Because I would like, I'm not going to say I didn't like hook up, because I did, yeah. but I just, I was so, I was so un, unregulated energy, and they were giving me, uh, oh, not opiates, they were giving me, I mean, <laughs> just, I'm just all fucking drool, I'm all, let me get another dose, give me a dose, they were giving me, um, Adderall, and, and it never calmed me down, it made me more energetic and more crazy, so I don't even think I have ADHD. I just think I have this resource of energy inside of me that until I got older, it was just shooting out in so many different ways. But mm. like truth be told, if it was a uh, a subject or something I was into like music or, or theater or, or writing, yeah. I was like, I was, I was focused. It was just, I didn't want to fucking learn math. I still don't want to learn math. That's why I have an accountant. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Balance that. <laughs> Pay that. I don't want to. Wait, so when you were growing up uh, in in uh, Maryland, yeah. where specifically where again? I'm from right outside of Washington, D.C., uh, in, a, in a suburb area called Germantown, Maryland, which mm-hmm. is about 20 miles north. North, north of Washington D.C. Because gotcha. yeah, D.C. D.C. is right on the bottom uh, between Virginia, the Northern Virginia, and then Maryland. Yeah. Gotcha. So were you, so acting, comedy, all that uh, wasn't even on your radar until later in life. But I've seen videos. There's like. You you post every now and then some of these old school clips. There's one of you, I think, just getting out of jail, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a gold standard. You're in of a, old clips. Uh, a white beater and a and a you're smoking. No, a, no, 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 no. I, shirtless. I, I was umbros. Umbros. That's all I got on. That's right. I went to. We were in Myrtle Beach for uh, for senior week or for whatever you call it, spring break. And we, my friend Brian, was of age. He just got back out of the military, and we went to a nightclub. And the other guys that I was with that were videotaping, Greg and Seidenberg, who was actually uh, Dead Cat from The Shekels, uh, which I've talked about in many a podcast. But and you can hear his voice in what? Go ahead. Just quick, quick synopsis of The Shekels. The Shekels was an all Jewish hip hop group I was in in the from like '97 until about '99. It was I know it's funny. I'd love to do a VH1's Where Are They Now? Have I you would thought love about to this? do a documentary. Are they all still alive? Paul, I just saw at my friend's wedding, my friend Greg's wedding, who's the guy that was videotaping uh, in that video. Uh, Dead Cat, Mike Seidenberg, has c- 
cut off all communication from me or anybody. Perfect. This is the conflict for the documentary. I want to call. We got to track him down. I want to call it "Searching for Dead Cat." That's what I want to do. And I want to say we get together, we do one performance. Hello, Steven it. Spielberg. Get Dave Becky on the line. <laughs> oh my God! I, I, this is the thing is, and 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 I think you know this as somebody you know because we're, we work in the industry, and even though we're not like you know producers, and we yeah. have the fucking yeah. doing this, it's like we know how to produce. We know how to put something sure. together. I have thought about this and thought about this of how to get this done. It, it's impossible. He will not. Him and Paul will not be in any documentary. No interviews about no, the shekel. They, I, they, they don't want to associate with it anymore. It's not that they don't want to. Yes, but I think it's also the fact that they are. Well, I don't know what the fuck Dead Cat's doing. Dead Cat, he cut off communication. I know he's with some new girl, and they're uh, he's got he's got a kid, and she's got like five or six kids, wow. and so they're like married. Wow. Um, and Paul, he's doing great. Two kids lives out like in Frederick, Maryland, which is like northern. Yeah, it's like forty minutes outside of DC. Yeah, um, and. He's still one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. But the idea that I could get him to fucking spit a freestyle, is, I, I just, there's no way. I have a better chance of getting him and Dead Cat. That's and maybe that is what the you know the the real the motivation, like yeah. you said, like that 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 conflict that's going to make this a industry documentary. What was one of your hit singles, real quick? And is there uh, anything online for people to find? There, there might be, but I have every album, all seven albums, in a drawer. In my apartment in New York City, I will never lose those. I love them because we made album covers, we had track listings, um, and every record we have from, from all Jewish hip hop. I was the only Jew. Um, Fine, you know the other two. I think were Episcopalian. <laughs> I don't know, but one's one one's a CCD, and the okay. other one I think he was you know agnostic. But um, we just we were we were high. We were listening to Wu Tang. We we were we started rhyming over a Killer Army beat that that was like had an instrumental, and then we were like, "Holy shit, we can record this if we plug this headphone into the microphone jack. You can use the 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 microphone or the or the headphone as like a as like a mic." Yeah. And so we 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 recorded over it. We put it onto a cassette that we and then we listened to it, listened to it, and then we started finding beat discs. And then Paul heard what we me and Mike had done, and then he was like, "I'm in." And then we, and then I was like, I thought, what do you guys think of the shekels? Like shekels is Jewish money. We're the shekels. And they were like, all right. And then it just was off to the races. So these guys were there when you were uh, in Myrtle Beach when you oh, got no, not Paul, but okay. Dead Cat was. Dead Cat was like one of those friends. It's just it sucks when because I was talking to my friend Greg Chain about this, who is a guy that just got married. He's my brother, basically like my 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 mom's adopted son from childhood. From childhood, wow. yeah, I love this guy to death, and we text every day about awesome. sports. And, awesome, but cool to have a few people in your life, by the way, and you don't need many, but a few from truly the get-go right oh yeah like the beginning it's just it's almost imperative i feel like that like when i talk to people that have multiple or or uh or none i'm like oh man it's it's sad it, yeah that you don't at least have one that like you can tap back into and that just knows you that well yeah and whether you're super it, it's really cool if you've got one that's you're really close with like that because i don't know it's 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 a it's a nice way to not if they've also done a good job of like staying consistent with who they are through the years and obviously growing up and learning and getting better and maturing but like there's certain pieces of you that you'll never like lose the good parts I feel like of of what made you and that person hopefully like really 
bond, right? Like, I'm it's sure you guys have for sure. City and, and-, and him and my friend Andrew, I mean, we just have had this text thread or thread. Yeah, we've just yeah. been texting each other. I, I mean, since I probably moved to Los Angeles, it's about 14 years. Wow. We've just been, the Wizards did this or the Redskins are going to, they suck. Awesome. And, and we're just, and then Drew became like super political, <laughs> like my mom. And he's just like, we got to get Trump out. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're shitting on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're yeah, just, yeah. Oh, we're going. And it, it's never. It, it's it's like I can't joke around with them the way that I can joke around with you or I could joke around with you know Avery or some of my other friends, but because they're, they're they're serious not serious guys they just you know one's like a heart uh, like eat what do you call it? like an EKG yeah. dude or does yeah. like heart studies and then Greg you know Greg actually doesn't work right now because he, but he's like a low key millionaire but he said you know uh, this he's always hiking and doing this and they're just they support and they get it but it's like I can't press the joke sometimes that I want to right. because they've grown up. Right. I have not. Totally. I've actually gone down. <laughs> I'm still... If you're doing it right. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still like I'm fucking eight I think years you do. Old. I think you do want to grow down. Yeah. As, I, I uh, you, once you lose that childish spirit, then you're old. If you lose that, you're old. I'm telling you, it's ages... Because I just hung out with the dude... Uh, from Blood, Sweat, and Tears today, the the oh, drummer cool, Bob yeah. Bob Columbia. He did my podcast. He's this old Jewish guy. He knows everybody. Albert Brooks, Billy Crystal, like they all open for his band. Holy shit! And he just gets it because he's he's like, dude, I got fucking, that Peter Pan mentality. Yeah, he's he's cracking jokes. He's talking, you know, he's telling his stories. But it's just he. It's like you know, like all right, you know who you know with the perfect example of someone that's doing it right mm. is Matt LeBlanc. Oh yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Did, just talked about him yesterday. About did the, you? The, well, the chimp movie that he did. I mean, that's not his proudest moment. No, but we <laughs> were like, do you think he wanted to, or they paid him so much stupid money coming off of stupid friends? money? Yeah. Angela would say that's that's that movie should be called Matt LeBlanc wants a boat. Okay, you know <laughs> that's what it should be called. That's um, exactly why. So I'll give you an idea of just people that get it. Yeah, I. When I was moving to New York, I was selling my Porsche. I had the Porsche Macan S. Yep. I loved that car more than anything. And it was I, like your first what me gift? My like yeah, I got thing. to a cool point. Yes, and, and I was gonna wait, but I'm like kind of forty. I got the money. Why not? Yeah. And you know what was funny was like I didn't do it to show off. When I wouldn't pull up at the comedy store, I would park it off site because I didn't want anybody to see it. It was cool. for me. Yeah, and. But you know, COVID happens immediately. I pay for it, and you know, it's it's a big it's a big bill every yeah. month. And you know, we're not making any bread. You know, the PPP loans, all that shit, yeah. keeping us afloat. Yeah. But it's like still, it's like ah, ah. oh yeah. Um, and so when I'm like, I'm gonna move to New York in July of 2021. I I'm like, I'm just gonna call. I'm gonna call Porsche. I'm gonna plead poor. And they've got to get me out of this. Like, they, there's, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. And I call them, and luckily, there was that, like, remember when all the used cars, they, there was, like, a shortage, and there's this? Chip shortage, yeah. So they were, like, when I called them, I was like, I just don't have the money, and I have to move to New York. I'm putting on my best fucking John Rosenfeld <laughs> scene study. I'm like, I just can't do this. And Was it good? Would you put it on your reel? Like, do you feel? It is funny yes. when push comes to shove. Yes. I've had to do that. I've lied to cops about some of the craziest shit. I'm like, my Hermaphrodite cousin just got a fucking dirty. <laughs> Tubes tied and they tied him the wrong way. He's like, "What? Just get the fuck out of here!" Based on that story, and that's a. But he's like, "What? But you can do her math for that cousin got a got a phone number. Yeah, yeah. She got a she got an Instagram page. Because I'm originally divorced, <laughs> and that's a Mexican guy I'm doing. Um, so, uh, so, so, uh, Enrique Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so, so we, so I call them. Yeah. 
and they're like, totally. We're like, we don't, we, you don't even have to worry about this. Wow. We actually have someone that will take it off your hands as long as it looks good. Because you're like, what's your mileage? And I was like, dude, I barely put 10,000 miles on it in almost two years. And they were like, we got you. Call this number. I call the number. It's this guy, Ray. He's like, yeah, I, I own a dealership uh, with a buddy uh, in Van Nuys. Bring it by. We'll take a look at it. All that shit cool. And I go by And he's like Oh this is perfect Oh this is This is the part So as I'm driving in It's right off of uh, Sherman Oaks And like Burbank Yep Or maybe it was Van Nuys In that area It's on Burbank And as I pull in It's all like Ferraris Porsches Shit like that And as I pull in Coming out Is fucking a guy That looks like Matt LeBlanc mm-hmm. And I'm like I go up to Ray When I meet him Hey nice to meet you I'm like, Was that fucking Joey from Friends He goes Oh yeah He's the co-owner of this I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, dude, he loves cars. He's got, he's just, he he loves cars. He, you know, he hosted uh, Top Gear America. So he just hangs out here and he likes to, no he likes to sell and way. do this. This is where it gets good. He goes, he says to me, he goes, listen, you got two more weeks before your next bill is due. So bring it by in two weeks, drive the car for two more weeks and, and we'll take it off your hands and we'll pay you out. Like, well, so basically they were going to pay off the note. But because the car had go, had had you know kept up in value right. from what I had paid for it, right. they were like, "We'll we'll kick you out some money." So I actually made like seven grand off it too. Right. I mean, I spent fucking thirty sure. in <laughs> two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. But but long story short, um, he goes, "Matt'll probably be here the day that you drop it off," and I'm like, "Oh, that'll be fucking cool." And I, I unless he's up. at our sister dealership, the Joey Lawrence <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking Subaru outlet. <laughs> I'm helping Courtney Cox out with his Kia fucking dealership. Ryder Strong has a Chevy Malibu dealership. All the 90s heartthrobs are uh, pretty David much David Hasselhoff's big into Volkswagens. I'm trying to set the guy up, you know. Corky from Life Goes On is uh, just at the vending machine. He doesn't have a dealership, but he's at the vending machine. Yeah, the other retarded guy yeah. from Law & Order. He's, uh... What? Yeah. Was, you remember? No. Uh, he's like, okay, Arnie. I can't do that's that. I'm going to get canceled. That's not Corky? Don't cancel me. Corky, his life goes on. Yeah. And then there was- This a, was an actor that played Corky downs. was at was uh, full, full down. Yeah, mentally full handicapped. Downs. Yeah. This guy, I'll give you an idea who we were talking about. You ever seen the movie Dark Man? Yes. He plays the bad guy in Dark Man. The guy that would like cut the fingers off with the scar cutter. Wow, yeah. So he was such a good actor that he played this character that worked in the office of Law and Order. Cool. And he was like obsessed or like he kind of like looked up to Corbin Burnson and keep this in mind. This is when Corbin was fucking. Oh my Corbin God. was like that. Corbin was the John Ham of that era, maybe, of that no? era. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another guy who's that right now. Oof. Like who's the John Ham? Sexy old. Oh, he's the Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah, that's he's a the new Pedro guy. Pascal yep. of John Hams wow. of Corbin Burnson. Wow, and you could just go, go down the line of all these guys. Mary fuck kill everything. John now. Ham, Corbin Burnson, Pedro Pascal, throwing Corky. Mary <laughs> fuck kill fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking Corky. <laughs> I'm marrying yeah, Pedro. You have to based on the voice you just did. And I'm killing <laughs> and I'm killing my career. <laughs> I'm marrying Corbin. Wait, so you go back, LeBlanc's coming back. So here's this, this is this is I love this story. I've told this story a million times, not on podcast, Great. but I, so Thank you're getting you. the exclu- Thank you. exclusive. Thank you. So I show up the day I'm dropping off. It just so happens to be the day that I'm flying out that night with me and Lekka. 
to go to New York. And I'm and there he is. He's in the office. So if I'm dealing with Ray, right over there is where fucking is where LeBlanc and he's eating chicken wings, right? And he and, and Ray's like, Hey back, can you grab the paperwork? And he's like yeah, I got you. And he comes over and he puts the paperwork down and then he's standing right in front of me. He goes, so you're a comic. Ray, Ray said he saw you in, in, uh, in, um, God, uh, Oxnard. Cause I, he lives in Oxnard. I was doing a show in Oxnard. Cool. He's like, if you, you know, he's like, yeah, he said you're really funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a comic. And he goes, do you know Kevin Nealon? And I go, oh my God, I love Kevin. And so he starts going, Kevin's the best. And anytime I talk to somebody and we're talking about another person, and they're complimenting them. Oh, he's the greatest guy. I have this stock joke where I go, great guy. I mean, he's a Holocaust denier, but he's a great guy. <laughs> and I do that. And I saw so he goes, he's like, he's Kevin, great guy. I'm like, oh, he's the best. Holocaust denier, but a great guy. And without missing a beat, Matt goes, yeah. He does make good points, though. And I'm like, you know it. You know, he was oh, just right there. Man. He was right there Matt in LeBlanc. the comedy, uh. knowing that. Because this, this whole thing about about like about being a comic, if we're always willing to make the joke, <laughs> even if you're even if you're Lewis Black, you still haven't lost that child no. of spirit because being funny is this thing that we did as kids that we. Because I know you did it. Because everything I love about you is that you're always on. I won't say you're always on, but you you can man, you can figure out where that bit is. Always can, in the bit boat. I'm always yes. looking. If I hear it, I, I'm. I think we're we're all conditioned at this point, and and hopefully it's for better and not for worse. To be think like. So in every moment, I'm thinking of like what's what's funny about this, or or actually not even trying to think. It just happens, right? You're just like, if you're in like a a man and I went to her friend's restaurant. That's like this new like really. It's supposed to almost feel like it's in Tulum. It's on Melrose called like Di, Di, Dialysis. I don't know. It's fucking. It's, it's a very funky name. And we sit down and it's really. Dialysis. It's really yes. It's really cool. Everything the guy designed is cool. But we sit down, and I just go. I go. Jesus, great they put us under the Avatar pubes uh, booth because this thing dangling looked exactly like, and Amanda starts laughing, and I was like, A, I'm glad I was comfy enough that I could just say that and know that she would laugh, but it was just like, it. It. I sat down, I saw it, I said it, I didn't have to like filter myself. Sure. But that's also, we're, uh, we're putting ourselves around people that make it, uh, make you feel it, comfy and okay sure. to like always be throwing darts. Because if you're just like, if you're, if you're around people or in situations where you're always censoring yourself, you're like, Oh, I probably shouldn't say that around this person, this and that. Then, then I think you know you're almost creating bad habits by not. Yeah, I think that translates on stage to your fearlessness. Hundred I mean, percent. You're one of the most fearless performers there is, and I have to imagine that. And and I know it just from being around you, you know, off stage that that you're you are throwing darts all the time, uh, bit wise, and always wanting to be in the bit boat. And so if you're, um, it's got to direct, directly translate to the stage, no. Hundred yeah. percent. So LeBlanc I, goes along with so it. That's Matt, awesome. Matt went, but that's the thing is that you you met so many people, dude. I've like I was talking about that girl I was going to date. Like I would make jokes, and she just doesn't get them or oh. doesn't know that it's a joke. And yeah. you're like, you're like, why am I yeah. hanging? Why am Wasting I hanging words. out with you? Yeah. Oh, I know I'm hanging because I want to fuck you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why. Yeah. So, yeah but besides that, we have nothing. Oh, so bummer. why am I here? And I and I feel like that was something. This keeping in that that frame of mind. Um, because when I was in L.A., you know, I felt very isolated here. Mm. And even though I said I'm, I feel isolated in New York, it's not like I'm isolated in the sense that I'm alone. Because I feel like I have more people that I get to see on a regular basis that are these, like, comedy dudes. Like, Big J is just dialed the fuck in. And you know it, man, because you've 
you, you've spent so much time around so many brilliant comics, it rubs off on you. Yeah. It rubs off on you, and the more, like, you know, when I was with Ange, and I was with Ange the first four years of comedy, that was where I made the most amount of growth because I was with a dude just every day that was like, joke, 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 yeah. joke. And if you, that, if you don't get that, you know, then what's the point of doing this? So you're saying Big J's dialed in oh my God, in terms yeah. of what? Just, just just that childish thing of making jokes oh, and, gotcha, and finding yeah. the comedy. So you're just always, you're getting these reps daily. I mean, it, honestly, it's why, you know, it's why I wanted to work at Universal Studios because I was like, I'm going to be around, I'm going to be flexing somewhat of a perform a performer uh, muscle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, same thing with Strip Club DJing. I, I'll take this back even before that <clears throat> because this is all I do. And I say all my stand-up is is that I, I'm, I'm just doing some form of bar mitzvah DJing. <laughs> that's all I do. And that's what I did for oh seven God. years. Great way to do your special. Dude, what at, you, a, at a bar mitzvah. Yes. <laughs> are, you are you fucking kidding me? You're the DJ, and then all of a sudden it's, you're just doing – maybe you set it up to where the beginning is a bar mitzvah and you are the DJ, and then you come out – and you can see some kids, but then we we as once we pull in, and then you take the mic and you start to do a, a whole thing with some of the the actual family, or maybe it's just well, congrats to blah blah blah, and then you just kind of go into your act, but, but and then you, you kind of take the kids out of it and show that it's just an actual big audience at the, you know, for me it was the select grill. We had a caricaturist, we had um, a girl from my sixth grade class, Jamie Davidson, who bullied her way into getting invited. Tony Gorney bullied her way. No, Tony Gorney wanted to go, but I said, you you make, you make call me fat a lot. And she was like, I was joking. And I was like, well, you just, I'm not joking about this lack of a plus one. Uh, but Jamie Davidson showed up and my Aunt Shirley, God rest her soul, goes, who who ordered the whore? Wow. Yeah, she was wearing like a red slip dress. Sorry, Jamie. I'm At sure 13? you're doing great now. Oh, yeah. Well, 12, I guess. I was 13. I was okay. one of the older for the sixth grade. Well, you know I can't do a bar mitzvah now. Because, Why? Because I'm a Holocaust denier. Hilarious. I hate him. Hilarious. <laughs> Hitler should have killed more. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. I just, you know. There's, okay, so. so um, but that's, but that's New what New York, I, what is, yeah, you've been in New York now for how many years? Um, It'll be two years, May 15th. So really, really, really close to the two. And you moved there, so during COVID. So. What here's what happened is I, you know, love stand up. The jam was like this reaction to my frustration with what we do in this business. Yes. Right. And that took off. And then I was like, well, I don't really need stand up. I'm just going to do this. And I would do spots, but I wasn't like fucking gung ho. And then, you know, the the jam TV show gets canceled. I start getting back into stand up. Um and you know it's 2019. I'm you know I'm I'm a working comic. I'm I'm headlining you know B or C rooms, and then COVID. Are you, hits. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I I well look. It's like, me. You know what's funny? Maybe not so much. I was able to like I didn't live in gratitude f- uh, up until like 2018 is when I started like going to therapy and like. Getting, I have a guru that I've been seeing and like meditation. Cool. Yeah, so I that was when everything started changing. Um, but then COVID hits, and dude, no, no bullshit. COVID could have lasted eight years, and I would have been fine. I was loving it. Love I it, was huh? just, Why? I what love were the perks. Just you know, it's me and the dog. We live in Los Angeles. I could hike up the hill. I could you know. Nobody I, was doing anything. Nobody was doing Nobody anything. Was... I didn't feel like I was missing anything. No. And I and I don't. That's really... a big thing. That the 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 lack. Of, when people have FOMO, is like a fucking. That's a real. That's a disease. Sure, and not to feel like you're just like not like that. You, the the pressure's been taken off. 
I mean, for for someone like, because I don't like, I'm not a party guy. I don't go to nightclubs, you know, if there's big parties, maybe I pop in, mm. I make a loop and I try to leave, but just, I'm not, that's not my comfortable vibe. Right. But COVID happens. And then I do my first show June, it was like June 28th at American Comedy Company. It was like super illegal. It was like me, David Lucas, and uh, and Josh Potter. I don't know why I did this. Oh my God. You can't see. His eyes. Is that? Little eyes eyes. <laughs> That's how you do that, blind. Josh. I'm sorry. He's a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I got a funny story. I was funny. I, I, had, I got pink eye because this girl... Uh, uh, in my face when I was when I was going down on her. Um, that's what I'm saying, but it was actually just a virus. I think the other way's funnier. But <laughs> Wait, it's a great she didn't story. squirt in your eye. No, she did. But then, like a week and a half, two weeks later, I I, I showed up. I think you, you might have done that jam. I feel like I feel like we I saw you around that time. But I which, is, which I show I flew in from New York, and that morning my eye was a little red. And as the day progressed, it got worse. And then I text my sister. She gets sends drops to the right aid. I go pick them up for like pink. Did you have eye. to tell her what happened? I didn't tell her that. I said I think I'm pink eye. Yeah, and, but I this is a thing that was that Did was she like, go who's kadoosh down here? <laughs> I was like Bree. It was Bree. Wait now, uh, <laughs> squirt is P and Finkel is Einhorn, right? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Einhorn Finkel, <laughs> but. But so so there was pee in your eye, and you can get pink eye. That wasn't it. That no. was not how I got it. But the joke that I have on stage is when I talk about that because it was funny. This is good, no bullshit. She warned me that she squirts, and I was like, "Oh man, that's is that it. something you enjoy?" Yes. Yeah. I, I dude, I'm honestly when we when you're getting into the thick of it, I'm pretty much into anything. Sure. To anything. And now that I got my hemorrhoids removed, <laughs> I'm into anything, dude. <laughs> yeah. Three that's, of them. That's the opening of the commercial. Dr. Agnew, <laughs> you killed it, dude. You fucking killed it. I have the butthole of an 18-year-old right now. It looks incredible, dude. This ain't, this ain't your mama's butthole. <laughs> this is a this is a fucking... This is, my butthole hasn't looked like You've got, this. I can't believe that's n- I can't not be- a butthole butthole. I can't, I can't believe that's a butthole. That's, that's so perfect. Wait, does he claw him off? Does he, does he saw him off? What it's, you- first of all, Dr. Agnew's a girl. Oh. Uh, very, very sweet. She... Very, I have a picture with her. Is that it's, weird? No, I had. So I was have. I talk about this on Himbos. Uh, you know, which I'd love to have you. What's on. Himbos? Himbos is another podcast I do with Justin Silver. Where awesome. We, we talk love about Justin fashion. Silver. We talk about fitness. We talk about uh, dating. We have sex experts on. We have you know clothing experts. So we just awesome. Talk. So it's all the shit that I'm into, but awesome. you know that I can talk about in a way. And then we bring you on and we go through your Himbo scorecard. Very much like, are you garbage? It's like, are you garbage? It's like, are you a himbo? Like, this is great. What's your skin? What's your skincare routine? This is addition. This is in addition to the five hundred, which is an amazing music podcast Josh uh, has, where he has on comedians, celebs, actors, whatever, and they break down an, uh, an album. Al- yeah, we're doing the Rolling Stone magazine's list of the five hundred greatest albums, dude. I was literally about to quit. I was literally the business. Cute. The, the no, no not oh, the podcast, just the podcast, oh. dude. I got too much <laughs> invested in. I give it up. Just, I was going yeah. to work for LeBlanc's Porsches. I was like, come on, <laughs> hire me. I'm looking. I showed up wearing all my clothes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like your outfit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I just was, you know, the 500. We 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 it started with no money. Then we made a shitload of money with Spotify, and then they canceled it, and we we you know had to rebuild it. The money's good, but it's just like it's a lot, a lot of work, and 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 I was getting ready to quit, and my producer's like, ah, you know, he's like, dude, we gotta finish, we gotta finish, and you know, there's bread. Don't worry, it's not like I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for free at all, but it wasn't enough that you know I've this is gonna so so I, I'm just we you know we work hard, we have irons on different things. Yeah. If I lost that, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Right. And 
And so I sit down on an episode. We did two back-to-back. I had Matt Pinfield from MTV doing Jesus, Mary Chain. That was fun. And then after that, I had Senator Al Franken on to talk about The Grateful Dead. Oh, my God. And we open up the podcast. He says to me, he goes, he goes, man, what you're doing is really cool. I mean, what a journey you're on. He's like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, I've been doing almost five years. He's like, oh, my God. And I go, I go, yeah, it's a lot. I'm, I, you know, truth be told, I'm thinking about stopping. And he goes, Dude, don't stop. He's like, you, you you know how good you'll feel when you finish this? This is a body of work that you'll be able to have forever. It's all evergreen. People will look back at this, and he's like, and trust me, you know, it might not be huge. Now, the numbers are good. They're not astronomical because sure. it's a very specific sure. audience, yeah. very specific. Yep. It's all like, you know, <laughs> 45 to like 62-year-old white Perfect. guys. Perfect. You know, There's a like, lot of those. They have 19 buttons on one side of their jackets. <laughs> And they're just like, they get mad at me. I People get mad at me and they shit on me. This guy doesn't know anything. I have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast that I am a comic. I don't know anything about music. If you want to find out, go to another fucking show. This Jesus. is supposed to be fun. Yeah. And But he says this to me. He's like, dude, you got to do it. You got to finish this. My producer is now my third mic on the show. So he's like, he's like, dude, you know, Josh, come on. And then afterwards, we're supposed to talk about money. Yeah. About if I, because my contract is up, do I want to go again? Yeah. And, and I go, listen, I'm going to go out to, I'm going to go to Just Salad and go get my favorite rap, which is always what I'm saying. A rap at Just Salad. It's the scholars were like, what? <laughs> it's like getting a pregnancy test at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, so, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm walking down 22nd Street. I'm at 2nd Avenue and there's this guy with a beard, almost looks like Ryan Mervis standing right next to me. He's got his headphones in. And I swear to God, he looks at me, he goes, Oh my God. He's like, I'm listening to your John Stamos Mike Love episode like right now. And I'm like, really? He goes, dude, I love your podcast. That happens a bunch, cool. but not enough where I'm like, all right. But but it was like, I literally, the guy walks off. I literally look up to the universe. And I'm like, you didn't have to be this fucking, fucking obvious. Wow. Like, you could have just eased me into the bath of showing me signs. Yeah. And the truth be told, it's like, listen, man, I just the other day, I had Judd on, Judd Apatow on, right. to talk about The Who. And, you know, how much FaceTime do you get with a guy like that where you can sit down and talk to him about life, we talk about Billy Joel, oh, we talk yeah. about everything. And regardless of the listeners, which are good, you know, we get, we average about 20, sometimes we'll get 40. But or, I was right. You're going to have this, like, banked and catalog to where it's like, it's people are always discovering and reconsuming and share. I mean, it's like, there's no... There's no uh, true, real uh, rhyme or reason or formula to it to, to not say that, like, in five years, it, it's pop. somebody features it on something, and now it's like a new thing that everyone goes back to, like, sure. be the thing of the time. And I think you know this. As we grow our star power, we you people find out. So I'm constantly yeah. getting people like, oh, my God, I just found out about this, yeah. or I just heard that episode. And and like I said, it's it really is this podcast that I because of my booker Emily, I can get anybody. She gets us everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane some of the guests I've gotten to talk about certain records and they want to come on because they wanna they want to chew the fat with another person about their favorite record. So many people would die to and that's what's crazy, right? You always think it, everyone is guilty of this in this business where the compare and despair or just like looking ahead and going, Oh, Sure, I just did that, but I'm not doing that and focusing more on that. But it's like, man, what a cool position to be in a in a spot where you have that show and you get the opportunity to sit down with Judd, a guy that's going to go down as a legend in the, one of the comedy one of the, film business. One of the most important comedy producers uh, of all time. 
But, whatever you want to say, and you got to just sit and chat with him and become. And that's develop, the second time. And develop. Wow, that's and, the second dude. It was like I went and to develop more rapport, and that's what's the best thing about the podcast format. Sure, like getting to like really kind of connect. Yeah. It's it's human connection. Yeah. It's it's dude. It's like Senator Al Franken is like a buddy now. Even though I wow. met him at the Comedy Cellar, I had to follow him. It was funny. That was how I opened. I go, do you remember? Like, do you remember when we were doing the Comedy Cellar together? At the, we were in the main room. Uh, of the cellar and and dude he killed because he's you know he's fucking doing these like fucking you know yeah, what's the stand up like Newt Gingrich is a piece of shit yeah. like it's kind of like that you know Nancy Pelosi can get it like he's not like that <laughs> cross that off <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna open with that tonight <laughs> that's half my set yeah yeah but he he killed and then I go up I follow him he's still like in the room in the back and I'm not getting anything and I just have this after like two or three minutes I just go I'm sorry I'm not a senator and the crowd starts laughing and I'm like so maybe funny. I'm a local congressman yeah for a small town in Missouri yeah. you have no idea yeah and he loved it and I brought that up because no I remember that and he he actually complimented me that night where he was like because I did like you know when you do high energy shit or you do sing it's like these comedy purists some of them. Look down on it. Sure. And some of them look like, well, you're not a real comic. I, I had that experience where, you know, there was a comic in New York that I thought hated me. And, you know, and she does very well. And, and now we're like super close because once she saw me do the jam, she was like, oh, yeah, it all makes sense. And that to do that, that's you. And some people just need to see me actually with the band or they see me at the VU with the band. And then they're like, oh, I get it. But that also sucks because... And this goes to anyone who judges something that's not them or what they like. Sure. Fuck off. I mean, like, the fact that you're even like, she needed to see me in another thing. I mean, it's such a crazy notion to go, that's not, it's like, dude, Don't fuck. yuck my yum. Yeah, Don't dude. yuck my yum. Yes. I mean, like, A, when people, it's just human nature. When, when you shit on something that you don't like, it's because weirdly you're weird in a, in some way you're are insecure, yeah. threatened, or wish you could do it, or are bummed you can't do it, or you know what I'm saying? Because it's a weird thing to just go to put your energy towards, like, oh no, fuck, that that's, sucks. That's not comedy. That's not stand up. Why? Do well, you what is stand up? Yeah. Totally. What is it? Because I feel like over the years it's been manipulated and changed so much to a point that you know standing there with the mic, you're just biting off every other comment. Sure, you're doing the same shit that they're doing. Also, are you being people you? Are, people are coming to shows to see live entertain. They want to be entertained. Yeah. So when I see people now pulling up guitars that maybe never play the guitar, or you know even what uh, uh, Hassan Minaj does with um, with I was to say Hassan Pfeffer, I was like incorporated. <laughs> Wait, what's that from again? Oh, Laverne and Shirley. That's right. That's right. I thought it was some sort of Pee Wee's play. Hasa Pfeffer LLC. <laughs> it sounded like a mecca, like a high, mecca, hiney ho type thing. Dude, till til, right. Who played there. the G? Right Get there, the dude. fuck out of here. Right fucking there, dude. That's my dog's name's Lekka. You know that, right? For for mecca, like a high, mecca, hiney ho. Is Pee Wee? What? So, dude, you talk about. I read in this book. The comedy Bible, or whatever, it was like Franklin and Jai. It's like, you know, who are your idols or who do you love? What are the performers you love? And he's like, doesn't have to be comics. And I'm like, oh, man, well, I love Scott Weiland from, from Stone Temple Pilots and Pee Wee Herman and fucking Mel Brooks. And, and you know, I love Chris Rock and, and all these people. Cherry and Axel, from the Pee Wee's Playhouse. Put Terry. 
<laughs> Miss Yvonne. Oh my god. Cowboy Curtis. One of the underrated character. Fucking Captain Jack. Oh my That's not god. his name, but you know, if anything Phil whatever the Phil Hartman, it was like the fisherman Bob or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pee Wee was such a huge part of my life that like Oh yeah, dude. And I loved it. And it was the I a think, silliness. Introduced I, us to a silliness we didn't know existed. And it was and it was like, look, I I always got so mad when when people were like well, he fucking jerked off in a porn theater. Oh. What the fuck are you supposed to do? <laughs> It's a porn theater. It wasn't E.T. By the way, he wasn't jerking anyone else off. No. He wasn't getting jerked off. He was he jerking was... himself. What yeah, the fuck man. do you think they do with studs? <laughs> R.I.P. Studs. It <laughs> closed. God. What a great movie theater. Great popcorn. How would I know? I heard. <laughs> Never been there. Trust me. <laughs> Never. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is studs? You don't know studs? <laughs> no. Studs down don't on, act so surprised. On, on Santa Monica Boulevard? I know I'm just shocked. I've never actually been there, but they have I the, know there's like they have the porno. They have the they have the porno walk of fame. So John Holmes and Marilyn Chambers and Gina Lynn. These are all normal names. I mean, what happened are, to like, you know, are, Hugh Cock and like that's I don't later. know, uh Will Pounder. That well, all of those people That's a real guy, by the way. Met him at the Laugh Factory. There's a twenty minute clip on YouTube of me talking to a guy named Will Pounder in the crowd and then nineteen other of his cast members. Eh. Is this a porno? No, no, no. Will Pounder is like an actor, right? He's a porn star. And he was in the crowd at the Laugh Factory and like his director was there and like all these other people and like yeah. Will Pounder. I thought Will Pounder was the kid that was um God, what was that movie? The not the road trip, but it was like, it was like uh, the Jason Sudeikis, and then there's another woman, and then they have two kids, and they're traveling across the oh, country. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. I'm, double check for me. Check that math. Is the kid's name Will Pounder? Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Close. Circle gets a square. <laughs> and, then, well, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Are you hungry? Are you thinking about food? Are you thinking about your next meal? Do you hate going to the grocery store? Me too. Well, HelloFresh is here to make your life easier. The number one meal kit in America is HelloFresh. And now they're sponsoring the About Last Night podcast. Oh baby, I can't wait. HelloFresh, what do you get with them? Well, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to you at your doorstep. Skip all the trips to the store. You know it's stressful. It's weird. Sometimes you go late night and you see people you forgot we have on this planet with rat tails and missing teeth and they got potato salad in their pan. It's just, it's too much. So count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Summer's just around the corner and we all want to spend less time cooking. So meal plan and prep with HelloFresh pre-portioned ingredients that make it easy to get cooking done quick. No matter what your lifestyle, you'll always find delicious recipes on the HelloFresh menu like pescatarian and veggie. You can even swap proteins and sides to make a recipe just how you, yes, you like it. I'm always struggling to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner and I want to make sure it's healthy. Well, HelloFresh is on top of that for you and they're going to deliver mouthwatering chef-crafted recipes and fresh ingredients to your door so you can do whatever you want this summer and eat the right way. They've got snacks, meals, and more to add to your weekly order, even like fun s'mores bundles for the kids. Who doesn't like s'mores? S'more of what? From Sandlot, member. 
They've also got a selection of crowd-pleasing eats like their bratwurst bar with caramelized onions, Dijon slaw, and pineapple relish. Oh my God, I'm getting hungry. Or a snack board with pretzel bites, spiced bar nuts, and hot honey peach jam. That's what she said. I've used HelloFresh in the past. I'm about to use it again. I love it. My wife loves it. We're about to eat better and the right way, putting stuff on our body that should go in there, not just jelly beans for dinner. So if you want to be part of the number one meal kit in America, I, right now, if I were you, would go to HelloFresh.com about 16 and use the promo code about 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Holy shit. Go to HelloFresh.com. I can't even say it. I'm so excited. HelloFresh.com about 16. 16 and use promo code about 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. It sounds like it's too good to be true, but it's not. So do it again. HelloFresh.com slash about 16 promo code about 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Start treating yourself and eating yourself eating. Wait, eating, treating, start. Just do it. And now let's get back to the episode. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode, and it's cookie time. Attention, all cookie lovers, including me. Love cookies. Cookies are my weakness. I've said it before, and I'm saying it again right now. I know you crave the sweet taste of freshly baked cookies. Just saying that makes me foam at the mouth. Say it again with me. Freshly baked cookies dipped in milk or eaten by themselves. Well, look. My friends at Twin Life Baking Company have you covered in cookies (laughs) with cookies. You can cover yourself in cookies. It's your life. Made from the finest ingredients and baked to perfection. They've got flavors like Red Velvet Stuffed Nutella, Vanilla Cookie Monster, Rocky Road, S'more, Strawberry Short Stack, Birthday, Funfetti, Chocolate Bomb, Snickerdoodle, Pumpkin Snickerdoodle, Classic Chocolate Chip, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cowboy Cookie, Cookies and Cream, Lemon Delights, and guess what? My very own cookie. That's right. The Adam Ray Pop-Tart. Little bits of brown sugar pop tart on a cinnamon snicker. It's a chocolate. Ch- it's just trust me, all right? It's the greatest cookie I've ever had. I get emotional thinking about it. If you're listening to this, you're probably a person with great taste buds and you love great cookies and you want to celebrate two badass moms. So, right now, go to twinlifebakingcompany.com and use promo code about last night to save 20% off your order. That's twinlifebakingcompany.com, promo code about last night to save 20% off your order. What time is it? Cookie time. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so all these heroes of yours, you're going down the line. Sure. What, I, what I'm saying is, is like, you know, and, and what Franklin said is like, whatever that is that you love about them, you know, and you feel like have influenced you, it doesn't have to be stand up, you know, and if you're still figuring out what your voice is, you know, pull a little bit from all of them. Oh, yeah. just, there's nothing wrong with that for being inspired and being whatever. And so I, I always, when I started stand up, it was kind of pulling from all of that, but it was just such unfocused and, and true, uh, non confident. I, I used to self sabotage so much where I would get high during the day. And that immediately puts me in a negative space. Yeah. The voice in my head was so negative. They're not going to like you. If it, oh, I would just, man. I would just be you're not going to like you. You're going to bomb, dude. I I bombed so hard at hot at fucking. Oh my god, what is with the uh, cleft clips, hot hot tub? Oh the oh the, the show at the show at the Virgil that Kurt uh, Ronaldler and um uh um. Uh, Kristen Shaw. Yes. So after, after I did New Faces in 2013, I hit up TJ Miller. I was like, can you get me a spot on that? I always wanted to do it. He goes, got you. And he hit him up. And he's like, you're on. Awesome. And, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I smoked pot earlier in the day. And then I start getting nervous. And then the drive over, like literally in my head, I'm like, they're going to hate me. Oh, man. And, and it's such a hot, easy room. And everybody killed. And then I go up and I fucking eat a dick. Why? 
because in my head, dude, if, if the narrative in your head is negative, yeah. then you're going to, that's what you're going to put out. Yeah. If you go up, before you go up on stage, you go, oh, they're going to hate me. And you're scared. Uh, if you're scared. They, the crowd knows it immediately. It's the weirdest thing. Isn't it, it so funny to even acknowledge that you had that time and you felt like that? Because now it's like, they're in a stage, you won't go on confidently and have been on some huge stages since then and it's like it is a mental that's a part of i think our uh our world that uh that gets probably skipped over where it's like but it's just like anything you need the reps to get the confidence to trust yourself to feel good and to actually feel excited and not go out there and be terrified i still think it's healthy to allow for a little bit of nerves nerves are nerves are fine but 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 a negative narrative like the narrative, yeah. if that's your narrative is 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 bad. It's yeah. just like you're not good, you're not funny. They're gonna hate you. Then you're gonna have that. I also had, I had to deal with the with the accident, which we've talked about, yeah. and, and I'm not gonna get into. But it was like that was like losing Angelo was the hardest thing, and the narrative I, because it, it didn't make a difference. I had such survivor's guilt, and I had such like. Everybody loved Angelo. Nobody liked me. That was what I had in my head, even though that's not true. Yeah. But that's what I had. Wow. And so for years, and then in 2018, I started dealing with it, and then I started doing stand-up again after the jam falls apart, and next thing you know, COVID hits, and this I'm going to bring it back full circle. So COVID hits, I start doing stand-up again. And I was like, it was like, I, now at this point, I, I'm not going to say I'm healed, but there's like a really solid foundation of, of growth and and laying to rest or dropping the bags of yesteryear. And so I I start doing stand-up and I just start doing sh- I start singing more and I start doing this and I'm just having fun and I'm treating every set like it's the last set I could ever do because back in that time, that was possible. Yeah. You could do a set, who fucking knows you yeah. go up there again. And and then, like, I started just leaning into whoever I was, and, and that's like, you know, I hate I hate when it's really like a comedy rock star, but it's just like I'm I because I'm pulling from Axl Rose and I'm pulling from Scott Weiland. That's who I love, and and so then I I just started appreciating it. I started believing in myself, and this is something crazy. Um, we started doing the jam again, and for years people would be like. You're the you're the, you killed it. The jam rules because of you. And somebody would say that, and I would like look away, like no, no, it's the band, or it's Burr, or it's the venue. It's not me. Uh, and then we did the jam again, dude. That happened one of the anniversary shows at the Roxy. It was almost like it was a it's like a, a welcoming line as people left. They were just like, oh, but we love you. Thank you. You're great. You're great. and I just was like, no, no. Wow. No. And then cut to pandemic happens we start doing the jam again and i'm like i'm gonna go to new york because there wasn't enough spots here and i go to new york and that made me nervous those new york comics you know they're some of the best writers sure. in the country they're, oh, yeah. they're the purest and and i go do well and i'm different and i'm leaning in and most of them are welcoming because they're like fuck yeah dude like you're doing something that none of us are doing i've never seen anybody doing what you're doing cool and, and they're that, like they're they're wanting that to be a part of their community yeah. it's like you're making and it's, it's just how follow and it's just something oh, different when, when you're committing and you're fearless and when you're dialed in when you're dialed in you, there it's most people can't can't follow you we can sit there and say chris rock this person whatever but when you're at the top of your game and you're comfortable you're one of the funniest people I know. Oh, you, oh me. I'm oh, you. saying uh, oh. No, no, no. I think, well, I look, I'm not going to say anybody, but, like, dude, especially, you know, when we're just having fun. Yeah, man. 
Because you're so funny. And when you're having fun up there, too, and your crowd work's working and your yeah, jokes are working, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. And I would say the same thing is that I go to New York. Now I'm comfortable. Now I believe in myself. That's awesome. And Wow. And, and it when went, did that click? Was it a it was, one show? It, I got, dude, in that first week of being in New York, I got past the cellar. Uh, I found an apartment, and everybody's inviting me to shit. And you're just like, oh, dude, I'm, Yeah. This this is right. It's like the best version of yourself. And then I go up in the cellar, and I had to follow Dave Attell. And this is like, you know, before I started really incorporating the band shit in, and I did fine. And then you're like, okay, if I could follow this guy, yeah, then I could do anything. And wow. it just, and then once I started fucking around with the band, I I could follow anybody. Wow. Me doing the music shit with the band with with like, and it's the same shit I'm saying about the Jelly Roll tour that's coming up because, you know, we're doing this uh, 44 arenas. In a lot of like red areas, but could give a shit. It's you and the band, me the, and the band, the goddamn me, Nick, com- Joel, and 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 um, the other guy, Dan. Wow, dude, the Holocaust in the <laughs> That guy's a bad dude. By the way, that's insane. I know. It's. I mean, he, I know you got to pop up on uh, Madison Square with Bill, right? I've you know I've opened for him numerous times, and we've got some dates coming up. This was. This was, it's the perfect story that we're doing Skankfest in Vegas, right? And we're, this is like the jam at Skankfest is, it might as well be fucking like a heavy metal fucking punk concert. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, the, it's called Skankfest. The best audience for it? It's not called, you know, Stinkfest. <laughs> it's Stank. Yeah, yeah. Skank. Skankfest. Stank or Skank? Skank, Sorry, I got... It's not Stankfest. It's Skankfest. Yeah, yeah. That's the joke. Cut that, put it in, <laughs> add maybe a, like like maybe uh, like, sounds like, real expensive. like R2-D2 yeah, okay. in no, the background. I want to go George Lucas on this podcast. <laughs> well, I, think we're I always thought about that. Why don't, you know, people are, we're all doing clips right now. Why don't we do a clip that we do like, we start adding and you know, the subtitles are in. Yeah. Why don't we add like, like just like, like people like fighting with lightsabers in the corner. Be awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. remember, remember when George Lucas did that with Star Wars? He took his old movies and he was like, well, I, I feel like there needs to be this weird creature that walks by. But we didn't have the special effects for that back then. Now we can do it. So I'm adding it to a movie from 1984. You know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah. That's why you can't find any of the original versions of Star Wars anymore. Wow. Crazy, huh? So clips, special (laughs) effects. That's my thing. I'm going to try it. So we're doing Stank Skank Fest. Yep. And it's our Saturday night show. We... Me and, uh, and some of the band are walking through Fremont Street, and there's like 20,000 people there to see Jelly Roll. He's performing free concert. Massive. I mean, wall-to-wall people on Fremont Street. And we scootle through, and we get to the venue, and we fucking start doing sound check. And next thing I know, these two people come up to me. And they're like, hey, we're with Jelly Roll. And uh, I don't know if you know, he was performing. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw the crowd. They're like, well, he's a huge comedy fan and he wants to do a song with y'all. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll bring him up. What, 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 is he, what songs would he want to cover? And they're like, oh, he doesn't want to do a cover. He wants to do one of his own. And I go, well, that's not going to happen because my band doesn't know his music. And they're like, well, you could give his band your instruments and they could play. And I go, well, that's definitely not happening because it's my show. And I don't, my, my band's in it. This is our show. You know what I mean? Why would I do that? They're like, they're like, really? It's like, it's Jelly Roll. And I go, I know, but it's me. Like, this is my show. I was like, let me bring him up organically. We'll bring him up for a cover or some shit like that. It'll be dope. And they're just shocked. I'm like, you got to trust me. And then. Good for you. I guess like maybe like an hour or so later, we start the show. Um, 
I do do host by by Rammstein. Oh, yeah. I don't know any of the words. I'm just like ich pach tach nach find the shoes, and I get the whole crowd to do that. I go. It was this cool shit where I was like, everybody, this is no none of us know the words. So when this kicks in, I want everybody to make up whatever you think oh, the words God. are. And I go, and I know this seems lame, but what we're doing is the coolest thing happening in the fucking yeah. world right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And if you do this, we're all together as one. And they just they just all they needed was just a little push. And we nail it, the whole thousand people all doing that. It's insane. And just like I said, organically, Jelly Roll gets brought up. He has the time of his life. After the show, he comes up. It's the first time I've ever met the guy. He goes, he goes, God damn, man. He's like, I've never seen anybody do what you just did. And he daps me up and he goes, I've never seen comedy and music put together the way that you did it where it wasn't lame. He goes, man, you fucking killed it. And he goes, I'm not going to lie to you. When they told me that you didn't want me doing one of my own songs, on the walk over here, I was talking mad shit about you. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Sure. Doesn't want me? I just sold out 20,000 people. Who the fuck is this guy's crowd? And then he goes, and then I came in. It's all you do, do host. And he goes, <laughs> and I was like, this dude don't need my help. I've never seen anybody control an audience like that. And then he offered me the tour there. Whoa, man. But he was like drunk, and he's offering me the tour so talking money. What? And I'm just like, all right, cool. And two months later, lo and behold, his fucking he calls me with his agents. And he's like, he's like, I want you to host it. I want you to do, you're gonna do an hour broken up into three 20 minute sections. Holy shit! We'll have like a mobile stage that they'll bring out for us, and we'll be on the main stage with everybody. But we'll have our own little thing that they can wheel on, wheel off. And I do 20 minutes up front, bring up the first act, probably Struggle Jennings. 20 minutes after that. Bring up the next act, like Three Six Mafia or fucking Holy you know shit. Yellow Wolf, and then do another twenty minutes and bring up fucking Jelly, Jelly. and just it's like. Are you so pumped? I am. I I well, you know, I, there was a moment of nervousness because, like I said, like you're like, dude, like these are you know, this is I'm not gonna say it's red, but yeah, it's like we're playing these weird markets that you know are, are in the south, middle of nowhere. Um, Haven't done a lot of those. No. And I'm very progressive, but I've said this joke on stage that the Republicans are having more fun than the liberals, and they really are. You know, they're just making up the news and just like yeah, man, guns and the fucking, news, guns yeah. and like you know just you know rules that don't exist yeah. and like stereotypes about races that aren't real. Yeah, I mean, it's like they just they just they don't they live in a in a crazy world, fantasy world. But um. The one thing I know about Jelly is that this this guy is just he he you know whatever how his political beliefs are he doesn't tell anybody and he even said he goes Smart. I don't he's I don't fuck with both sides they're both stupid he's like I'm just I'm here for love and this he's such a good dude he wants me doing all the crazy shit that I do he wants the jam cool. he wants to stand up cool. he's watched all my clips he's getting me a designated cameraman to follow me around, shoot what I do, and awesome. shoot man-on-the-street stuff at the arena as people oh, are showing fuck up. yeah, dude. Um, and he just wants a party, and that's what I can do. And then taking it back to right at the beginning, I was a bar mitzvah DJ for seven years. All I'm going to do is just is be funny, sing, and bar mitzvah DJ. Wow. Make dude. him have the best set that he could ever do. And I can't wait. And there were, like I said, there were minutes where I was, moments when I was nervous. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, nah, man. It's like, funny's funny. I'm not going to bring anything political into it. You know what I mean? No, you never do. And it, no, it's, uh, like you said, like, I think people come to see a live show for the escape. They, um, you know, if something comes up, if somebody is up front in a full American flag hat, 
and jacket and shit. Like, yeah, I'll say something about yes. it. I was, I'll be like, you probably fucked her. Like, well, I'm proud to be <laughs> yeah. an American. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, you go right into the something. That's like, not me. I'm not going to no. go, like, I'm never going to say anything yeah. about Biden. I say anything about Trump. Right. Because he wants, uh, that's not what he wants. No. You and that's not to, what I want. No. I don't want to get it. Because do you know that could go south? Of course. In front of 20,000 people oh getting God, booed or some that. shit? Fuck no. It really is crazy that the amount of things that we do that you don't see, like, an immediate payoff from. Like, you're just stacking the chips, dude, and everything begets everything. Like, I, it's yeah. just all bleeds in. Everything preps you for the next thing, as cliche as that is. It's like, man, seven years of bar mitzvah DJing, and now you're going to do these fucking arenas doing, by the way, what you and only you can do. I think that every time I watch the jam. And I tell you, it's bonkers to me, and I try to always be generous with either sharing something of somebody that I fucking I'm in awe of or telling people. I feel like I'm pretty good at not being bashful about being like, you're fucking incredible. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've told you that every you time. Have, you're every time. Every, every jam, dude. And and uh, and part of me thinks you have me on just to fucking build you up. Because um, I've done it a lot. <laughs> feel, a little, feel a little sad today. Get out of Ray on the line. Hey, I'll take it. Um, but it's like from the, the you've been doing the jam now for how many Almost years? Almost 10 years. And be, probably what, uh, over a couple hundred at least? At least. I mean, it, it's, you consistently, we had a moment where it almost ended. We had a right. full moment, like right before the pandemic. I was like, ah, I just don't have the time and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, man, the pandemic hit and we did that first one back. And like I said, there was a new love. You know, I, it. I, I remember even feeling like that it was done because I wasn't seeing it. Like you know, we're doing Don it. in New York, or or you were coming back to L.A. maybe a few times, and then I and then I was like, well, he'll adjust, and like you'll you're just you'll you'll do what you do, and like and it's 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 better than ever because like you said, you've gotten just better on stay, like you just got more dialed. I know in. what I'm doing now. Yeah. I have the confidence. I'm not. But worried still, with about all it. the chaos and all the but the showmanship part of it is um is what I think people are gonna really. And what Jelly Roll saw is like something where you go, oh, there's only, it's just the same way when you're pitching a show and they're like, well, why you? And you're like, well, here's the reason why it should only be me. It's like, you're sh- you're going to show every night why, and people are going to be like, so some people are going to, they're going to go, oh, I, musical comedy, I actually kind of like it because, because of what I'm seeing this guy do. But yeah. it's like, well, cool, man. But that's the only version of that you're seeing anywhere which has got to be fucking awesome to know yeah you know what i'm saying it's you it's, see craig robinson up there do his thing i feel like he's in a unique space sure but there are other people doing sitting down and playing doing songs that. And, yes. yeah and that's but that's but craig also but, has his own thing with it but there's truly only one version of what you're doing but this is the thing is that i'm not like it's not like i would never call myself a musical comic i'm just a comic that's yes. who i am it's like i'm only singing because that's who i am and totally. that's what i hear yeah. and i think because all the jokes that you are peppering throughout the whole opening of the jam it's like you, that's not me like you can't not be a comic and you have to have honed both worlds to then marry them together yeah, it's it's coming to a place i mean you think about it, dude we've been doing this for almost fucking I'm, I'm, i think i'm hitting year 15 and it's like you've been doing this to a certain point. It's just like if you don't know who you are by year fucking yeah. fifteen, like, yeah. and you're doing something that's not clicking, yeah. you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And I and I'm not saying, but, but I always say this when people are like, you know, like how long have you been doing stand up? I'm like, I've been doing it, you know, back before it was like I've been doing fourteen years, but I just got funny. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. now I know what the fuck I want to do. Also, you even uh, for the jam we did the other night when I did Third Eye Blind, you fucking annihilate, annihilate, and Josh goes, "You gotta do, 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 do." Yeah, so there's this part of the song. I think anyone, by the way, if they're not taking, 
and this isn't calling anybody out, but like the jam is such a wild, open-ended, like you are setting the tone and the table for what the show is going to be, should be, could be. There's no right or wrong answer. Anyone coming up, you're, you're going to get your comic doing a set. You're going to get the song, whether the, you know the song or not. But you're basically encouraging, hey, there's opportunities to make it your own. And I think people used to do it a lot more, right, as far as, like, adding in extra it's things. Some people did. They're, they're, you were always someone that, that understood the the parameters and are always willing to exceed that. But I also feel like that is because you're one of the hardest workers and you're very clever, and it's just like... You just know, I also love, love... I also just love, like... Yeah, improv. Any, yeah, totally. And anything, truly, when you go, oh, I can make something out of nothing, but given the, the, the guidance to go... And so when when I when you go you got to do this song and then you're like do this the do 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 part and then I was like oh yeah the first time we did it we made this whole improvised chunk out of it and uh, we'll show we'll cut to some uh, footage of it yeah dude um, but uh, but then that whole chunk was so fun and then being in an environment where you would again set the stage with some uh, musical crowd work then made that chunk even crush even harder because it was already been established you know what I'm saying yeah. Um, Bob said to me when I went to lunch with Bobby Colombo, Columbi, Columbi, I'm still learning his last name, the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Not Earth, Wind, God damn it, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm. He, um, older dude, um, like I said, he's been in Hollywood. I mean, he's fucking band one album of the year, Beat the Beatles. This guy is like wow. a legend in music. And he came to the show and he's just like, he's like, dude, he was like, what you do, it, it, it's like, you know, we can't in the audience because he was out in the audience. He's like, it's like you can't not go along with it because you have that speech, which is like, listen, he said, you probably shouldn't tell everybody we already got your money. But I, I say that all yeah. the time on stage where I'm just like, guys, you already paid for this. You might as well fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Come with me. Like, totally. I'm going to be I'm going to be goofy. I'm yeah. going to be silly. Be silly with me. I'm going to sing. Just come along. But he's like, it could go either way. You've already paid. You're already here. Give yourself over to yeah. the show yeah. for the next hour and a half, and I promise you, it's going to be the best show you've ever seen. But mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta come with energy, yeah. and if you come with energy, the comic's going to come yeah. with even more. And he's like that little speech; it trains the audience, and it really gets you to say because if you don't, then you're just lame. If you can't click over it, like we said, tap into that childlike spirit of basically like I want us to all feel the way that we felt when we watched wrestling on Saturday mornings mm -hmm. where we're just like yeah man and whatever we're going to whatever they're going to teach us or whatever Hulk Hogan's saying or flipping or whatever the fuck he's doing it's believable yeah even though your dad's like you know that's not real but you're like but I believe in it that's all we got to do if you lose that spirit it's over. It's like, what's the point? It's just like, you know, I had my friends that were in their 20s that lost that spirit. And that's sad. Yeah. You know? You know, it's like, I wish I could, everybody could do what I did. Just fucking take opiates and, <laughs> you know. See the light, come back Take it. opiates and, uh, what was the other thing with the other joke? Fuck, if I could remember that one joke we had. But the, not buttholes. God damn it. Uh oh. We had something. Uh, uh, get your Herma hermaphrodite. Oh, the hermaphrodite cousin? Nah, hermaphrodite, by the way, is somebody that has both, right? Yes. Um, and you said you weren't going to learn something here today. <laughs> uh, I know you got to go at eight. It's eight. You want to? You want to? Um, well, no, here, let's finish this because you want to. I'm going to tell the Billy Joel story. Yes, that's what I want to ask. Up. Yes, please. So to, to wrap, are you, are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five it's fine. So? It's okay, fine, right. dude. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be. It's fine. So um, we were talking about Billy Joel. I have seen Billy Joel live 
about 19 times. Mm. And it's this uh, release of negativity. Because I go, for every concert, I take mushrooms. I'm a big mushroom fan. Um, and I go by myself. And when I moved to New York... I was just, I remember one night I was booked at the cellar like late and I had no other spots and I saw Billy was performing. I was like, well, I'm fucking going to that. And then I went and I had the greatest time ever. And I was like, well, I'm going back and I'm going back and I'm going back. And it's just, I went about nine times in the last two years because I've been on the road for certain ones or whatever. Yep. Well, Bill hears me talking about it. He's just starting to get into mushrooms. So he's like, he's like, dude, I'd like to do that with you. I was like, yeah, of course, man. You know, if it works out, you're in New York. Well, he hits me up. And he's like, you know, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are playing SoFi. If I get tickets, we fly in. And I'm like, I'm like, Billy Joel SoFi, at, at Billy Joel buying the tickets at SoFi. 100% I'm going to the Billy Joel with Bill Burr. Like, you know, it's going to be a good scene. Yeah, and he's man. also one of my closest buddies. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. And also, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in the position in life that I can afford to do this. Yeah. And that made me feel really good. So YOLO, man, you got to just, you YOLO. know, how many years do you got to YOLO and actually have the means, the energy, the, the wherewithal, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, probably many more because I have no girlfriend, no kids, and it's Fuck just yeah. me. And I'll probably, I get to be very selfish. Fuck yeah, dude! It rules. But you, but you, but you also, t- you know, I worked hard for it. Yes, but it's so it's not. But I, but also when I when I was younger, I couldn't afford to do any of that shit. Right. So now it's like fuck it, like I'm doing it, um, and that's why I, I go to. And concert. it's one of your favorite concerts. If he was like, hey man, Leanne Rhymes is playing the Bowl <laughs> Sunday at noon uh, in Brazil. Oh, I thought you meant the Hollywood Bowl. No, man. No. Uh, <laughs> The, the the Brazil Bowl, oh, uh. the Rio de Janeiro Square. It's not even a circle. It's actually not even Leanne Rhymes. It's a cover band. <laughs> it's Liana, Liana Rhymes, Liana Rimes. I'd still go. Yeah, because that's what you could do. Yeah, we work hard for this yeah, moment yeah. in our life, and you know, and me and Ange, yes and. me and Angie used to talk about what we were gonna do when we had money, and not even like regular shit. Like I'm gonna buy a house. It's like I just want to go to see Pearl Jam. Totally. And so I do that now. Yeah. Um, and so he asked me, I go, done, fly in. Now I get the mushrooms and I have a buddy who lives in Vegas that makes these really good chocolate bars that like, they're just, they rule, they fucking rule. It's a really good high. But at that point I had never done it. He just sent me them to test it. He was like, yeah, I'll throw this in, you know, uh, and he, he sends me a bunch. And so I'm a little nervous because you're like, all right, Bill hasn't tripped that much. You know, this could go. <laughs> Very badly. <laughs> Mushrooms, if you take too much and you're not used to it, uh-uh. and if you're in public, uh-huh. can be very freaky oh, sometimes. Yeah. You just get like... I don't know. It's just like, if, like I'll be at concerts. I went to Depeche Mode the other night. I took mushrooms, and I was sitting next to this dude with like a colostomy bag, and then this fucking Bulgarian guy that smelled like butt cheeks. So I was just like, so I was just like, I gotta go. And I just went walked around MSG for like ten minutes, and I went back in, and I was fine. But you gotta you gotta be able to do that, yeah, and have the wherewithal to know take control, take control. It's it's just a drug. You're fine. You're you're safe. Look down at your feet. You're safe. By the way, is that consistent with Depeche Mode's audience? Colostomy bags and butt cheek smells. God, there was I love it was such good people watching. But now the dude sitting next to me, I got tickets through uh, Live Nation, and this is their good seat. What section one ten? It's like here's the stage. It's like here's the stage. I was like right there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's you know it was going yeah. online for six seven hundred bucks. God damn! And I got it for a hundred no two hundred maybe two hundred twenty. Awesome! Yeah, worth it. Got, I've got a lot of plugs, so I'm very very happy with that. So a shroom trip with Burr could be 
front page news, and you don't want to be responsible for that because, A, probably friendship is going to take a turn for the worse. You want to make sure he's going to have a good time. Yes. That's all you care about. You want your buddy to, but you also are like, hey, man, I don't want to fucking be freaked out making sure he's for you because he starts, whatever. So we're gonna, I'm going to level the playing field. So I go, all right, let's eat two grams each. That's enough to feel something. And we, we eat the two grams, and we, we're sitting fourth row, dead center. Stevie Nicks comes out. And listen, dude, it's the same shit. Like, this is the kind of band that you take mushrooms to. Stevie Nicks, legend. Yeah. Landslide, Gold oh Dust Woman. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, me and Big J took mushrooms and went to go see Wu-Tang Clan, and I felt like I was being yelled at by black people for two hours. I was like, I didn't do anything. I wasn't even here. <laughs> I don't know who let the dogs out. It's not this band, Josh. <laughs> so, but there's, there, I think there's concerts that you got to be, that you, if, if somebody doesn't trip that often, like Coldplay, I recommend to everybody. Oh, Take mushrooms, go to Coldplay. Oh, man, yeah. Take them. But Billy Joel is another one. And so, dude, we start laughing. It's very giggly mushrooms. We start having the best time. He's giggling. Uh, we're making fun of stuff. He's still cracking jokes. Another classically silly guy. Very. A great giggler. Very great you giggler. Know? Yeah. It, but, he, but it's also one of those things, where, you know, if, if you, like, you said you had that run-in with him at the thing. Oh, in Austin. Yeah. The, the, being a little stony baloney with him was the best version. We... We've now texted more in the last week than ever. And the eye contact I got, it was such a great, but because I think he also, I allowed myself to be a little more comfy and sillier. And I think he picked up on that. He's still just a dude. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. But, but he's, but yeah. Well, he's, he's my favorite comic. For so sure. you can't like, but you just got to get to a place to where you go. You're not thinking about but that. But I bet you, I bet you if, if people feel the same thing about like Colin Quinn and, and until they, you get that moment to yeah. really connect with yes. them, and you've been lucky enough, or you have, and so have I. Yeah. Um, dude, it took me, it took me a while to get really. Once I, it took me a while to bust his balls, and once I did, well, that, that's what it is. Once you're comfy, he, yes. Then he was like, "All right," and then the friendship really yeah. grew. Yeah. And and now we take mushrooms together. We're have, we're laughing our asses off. So and, two grams, you're feeling good. Oh my god, he goes. So Stevie ends. He goes, "You want to take more before Billy?" I'm like, "You goddamn right." Great call. I pull out. I pull out. We ate the chocolate, so I pull out the real fucking the the fucking white rhinos. The one up. Yeah, dude. He takes takes two stems and a cap. I take two caps and a stem, and we're tripping balls. It was so cute because I had to take a piss and he goes, can I come with you? I go, well, not in there, but you know, you come with me. And he goes, I'll wait right here. And he's got like a skull cap on. I go, are you all right? He's like, I'm fine. And then I go to the pee and I'm having the best time talking to this guy and I walk out. Hey, Bill and- Burr's watching some guy pee. <laughs> <laughs> but he, there's some, there's like a guy around him like, like, yeah, mind if I get a picture? And oh, Bill still, God. he's still Bill where he's, he built this character where it's like, if somebody asked for a picture, I hope I'm not bothering you. And he can go, you are. <laughs> But he's funny. Yeah. And love. I say that same shit with yes. like, you know, if, if he was saying it and he wasn't smiling. Yes. That's mean. Yes. He's, you can't get away with saying yes. something about this. But if you, if there's love behind yeah. what you're saying and, and it's silly, yeah. it's easy. Yes. You get away with anything. And he does. People get their moment. So we go back to the seats. Billy starts. He has the best time ever. I mean, it's a great set list because it wasn't a full show. So he maybe did like 20 songs, cool. not like 28. And this is a story. So we, I'm going to, I'm going to, Go go forward to go back, please. Um, You've got ninety seconds. Yeah. Okay. Goddamn. No, no, right. No, so no, take your time. <laughs> so take your time. So uh, like a week after uh, the show, he calls me and he goes, "Dude, he's like, I'm telling the story about what I'm about to tell now. He's like, I'm telling the story on stage, and he goes, Don't worry, I didn't say your name.' And I go, Say my name, <laughs> please." 
Please, God. Yeah, man. And so plug my Twitter. So we go to we do Ottawa together, and he does the story to end the set because I open for him, and it just kills. This is a story. So it was funny. We're in the fourth row. I'm by these two old people that won't stop smoking joints, and Bill throughout the, the whole show always has three or four different people sitting next to him. Like at one point it was an old couple, and then it was the guy from Lost Boys, uh, but it really wasn't him because that guy died. Sure, you know the father, you know. You know, the guy who's like, you know, but I want you, Christine. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about? I've seen it a hot minute. I'll take it. your word for it. Lost boys. <laughs> I felt very insecure doing that right there. Can we cut that? Cut that. <sighs> Leave it in. But Leave but in. but but put the scene it, no, it'll be the cold right open. next to me. <laughs> it'll be the cold open. So so by, by, by the end of the show, there's these four Malibu moms sitting next to him. You know, Alanis Morissette hair, flowing dresses, work done, big teeth. Um... And I warned Bill a week or so before. I go, hey, man, just to let you know, when it gets to scenes from an Italian restaurant, I'm going to cry. And he goes, what do you mean, like a single tear? And I'm like, no, I cry. It's this beautiful. I think this song is the most beautiful song ever written. This one part just really moves me. Music moves me a lot. I cry a lot listening to music. But this song in particular, every time I see it live, I just get really emotional. Um, He goes, all right. Well, he forgets about it. Next thing you know, we're watching scenes from Italians on, and those four Malibu moms. Yeah, what are they up to? They're just go. Is he crying? Oh my God, he's crying! Oh, you're so sweet. And Bill turns, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, like looking like for, one of them. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the girls. And this is Bill. Likes in the stage. He explains it perfectly. Is that what it looks like to show emotion? <laughs> <laughs> on stage, Bill does it perfectly because this went on for a few minutes where they're in his ear being like, you're so beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful soul. And I'm just like with my pirate voice, like, it's a, such a great song. I just can't help it. I just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and it goes on. They're like, he's so sweet. I just can't. Uh, and I mean, this goes on for like five, six minutes and they won't shut up. They're just like, they're, they, they're literally like touching Bill. I don't think they, maybe they know who he is. Maybe they don't, but they're like, your friend is so sweet. He is a sweet human being. You're lucky to be friends with him. And then they finally get quiet. Right. And then like 30 seconds later, I just lean in and go, you know, I can fuck either one of those girls <laughs> over there. And Bill just loses his shit. Oh man, it was great, man. And we, I try. I thought Coldplay was actually performing this week, but they're not. Oh bummer. Um, but I texted him. I was like, dude, let's go take go see Coldplay. We've gone to a couple other bands. We've taken mushrooms. This guy Yusuf Diaz. Um, Wait, so you're crying? You stop? I mean, what what happened? Did you try it? Were you too shroomed up to try? No, to no, make we any talked. Moves to, no, we talked to them after the set, and they were all married from Utah. Uh, but they, one of them was like flirting hard, but they were like, they're Married like from Utah, by the way. Great. Uh, it's, it's, it's here we go. Come on. Find it. Well, Mary- where is it? Where is it? CBS, <laughs> <laughs> CBS, 8 PM Tuesdays. Tom Selleck and Diane Lane are married from Utah. <laughs> How many wives do you have, Tom? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> um, they're, I saw it, dude. That, yeah. I saw the whole show. There's, there's, uh, I think in certain parts of the country, I've been propositioned by m- 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 wives in Kansas City while the husbands are there, and they're like, "Oh, you vote, you vote, you vote. Hey, you got, you got to do it in my house, though." <laughs> do you want a story, and then we'll end on this because I got to get out of here. Yes. All right. So I'm doing, I'm doing, this is a great story. What a piece of shit, by the way. My listeners would fucking hate me if I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. (laughs) 
But um, <laughs> no, I don't know if you have any beer anywhere. I, listen, I don't give a shit. I don't really have to be anywhere until nine. So okay, that gives a fuck. All right. So um, I'm at the I'm at the Funny Bone in St. Louis, which I know you've done. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's, it's a roughie, but. Crowds are great. Shout out to Sean and shout out to right, um, cut out the roughy part, please. No, no, no. It's a roughy as far as the crowds can get a little wild. People still smoke in the showroom, um, which I think they might have curbed, but I think um, they curbed it. But yeah. it's like, but as soon as they shut the doors, the servers are like fucking, yeah. ah, like fucking yeah. hacking. Oh yeah, it's a, it's you got a, a, a sweet fella in a wheelchair doing the ticket uh, box sweet, office. Yeah, very sweet. Um, the uh, everyone there drinks. Hard, hard, which is what makes it fun, and play and watches videos of guys playing golden tea. Yeah, that's the thing now that yep. they do. Well, great room. It's uh, Friday night, and I do the uh, I do the early show. That ends, and I go. You know, they they change over the audience, and I do the second show. And after that, I um, I'm walking into like the bar area, and there's these two. Uh, you know, I'd say like late forties, early fifties at the most, but I'd say late forties. Okay, uh, moms that come up to me and and for the rest of the story, oh, <laughs> it's not gonna make me look good. But for the rest of the story, I'm gonna call one Blondie and the other Frumpy. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm talking about. I saw both characters. Perfect. You're with me. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, so one of them, Frumpy. Um, is kind of like, hey, it's like we were at that first show earlier. You were so great. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And she goes, what are you doing later? And I'm like, uh, I'm probably just gonna go back to the hotel room, just hang out, chill out. I got yeah, six. I, like, I got six seasons of Married from Utah on DVD. <laughs> it's like, looking to plow through them, take mushrooms, watch <laughs> Married from Utah. I I just say to her, I'm like, yeah, I probably go back to the room. She's, where are you staying? And I'm like, ah, oh, they put me at a like spot down the street. And they're like, oh, that's a shithole. They're like, well, listen, we're staying up in the hotel room here. Uh, I don't know if you're interested or into it, but uh, me and Blondie, you know, would love to spend some time with you. And I'm like, I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I look at both of them and they're both drunk, but they're like, they're there. Uh, And I'm like, all right, well, individually, no. Yeah. But together. Oh. It's that old Carlin joke, you know. Two fives make ten. Oh you know what my I mean? God. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And I go, well, listen, I'm gonna need to go get a Viagra, <laughs> so just stay here. And so I haven't talked to Blondie yet. Blondie's, they're both, they're not like bad looking at all, but they're just older. Sure. Um, and so I go get the Viagra, and then I go back. They're at the bar next door. How quick is a Viagra kicking in? By twenty way? minutes. Wow. And is it like instant? Like you no. just? No. You, here's how you know your nose gets stuffy. So I was hooking up with a girl in Dallas, and we were hooking up, and everything was fine. And then I got, we were high, and I just get in my head, and I started losing it. So I'm like, hold on, let me go get a vitamin C pill to bring me down. But it was really Viagra. And I take it, and then what I did was I just I just went down on her for about 30 minutes until my nose got stuffy, and then we had sex. So you need to have some sort of like sexual thoughts to, to instigate the Viagra. It's almost like Pinocchio needs to start thinking about a lie he's going to tell, and then his nose will start going... Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like you know, it's, there's better examples, it's, but <laughs> that was good. That was apt. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? You got to for sure. Like you've got to you've got to give the Viagra something to a, yes. a reason to start activating. So I I I just at this point I just have it, and it's kind of like wouldn't you want to be at your best? Sure. You know, especially the first time. Um. So I I go to get it, 
I do recommend proud sponsor of about last night. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you want to be at your best, Biggie Thicky or <laughs> Limpy Skimpy? <laughs> so I so I go and get it, and I don't I don't know if I maybe I took it, and then I go to the bar, and they're both there, and Blondie's talking to some other guy at the bar, and Frumpy's sitting at this table, and I start talking to Frumpy, and immediately I'm just like, oh, this chick's actually like really cool. Like she's like, you know, me and her are both divorced. We both got three kids. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, we've done this before with our husbands, but never like, you know, without them. So, so they're like, they're kind of like, well, we're into it. You know, when she's into me and they're both, they both think I'm cute. And I'm like, so I'm like, all right. And then Blondie shows up. She's just wasted. She goes, are we fucking or not? And I'm like, well, all right. I guess, I guess, I guess now's the time. <laughs> Pleasantries are out of the way. I swear to God, what comes out of my mouth is 100% true. We get in the elevator. I'm not lying. She 100% says this. Blondie goes, I sure hope my pussy don't stink. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> I'm like, me too. Yeah. Welcome back to all of our thoughts. <laughs> She's like, we've been doing this. We've been doing, we've been at this work function all day. These jeans, it's just been hot here and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, God. so then we get up to the room. Can you just write these down and just, you know, and then just, you know, crumple it up and throw it in the trash <laughs> so that those thoughts at least got out of your head? I mean, you didn't have to say it, but oh. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So we get into the hotel room and uh, me and me and Frumpy go to the bed and then Blondie, Goes to the bathroom, which I'm only assuming. I was going to say, goes to the laundromat. <laughs> goes to the laundromat to clean herself. <laughs> a quick, a quick clean. Um, she goes to the bathroom. We're out in the, we and her are on the bed, and we start hooking up, me and Frumpy. And it's like, um, it's she's hot. It's this thing. She, if I saw her on the street, I wouldn't be attracted to her. But mm. she's like really just, she clicked in. I'd be getting to know her a little bit. Great. She's a good, she's very sweet. And we, she, we start getting naked, and her, you know, her body's. It's like a woman in her late forties, and it's you know it's it's she but she's hot and she's she starts doing things to me, and I'm trying to clean it up, <laughs> and and then Blondie comes in naked and she's like, all right, she's like, oh, you're doing that, all right, well let me join in, and then she goes, wait a second, you got a condom, right? And I go, no, <laughs> and she's like, she's you like, like really? Forty five seconds ago, yeah, she said I hope my pussy. Don't she's stink. like, she's like, you don't have a condom, why? And I go, we don't need one, and she's like. What if I get pregnant? And I'm just like, I was like, I was like, girl, you're 52. Like, the only yeah. way we're going to get you pregnant is we go to a doctor, give him 10 grand, and he does science in your pussy. Well, she didn't like that. You said that. To a, not fully worded yeah. like that, but like to a point. Whoa. And and then Blondie was like, well, I'm not doing it no more. And so then me and me and Frumpy were like, well, let's go. She didn't say not no more, but she was just like, ah. She's like, unless he gets a condom, I'm not doing this. And then me and Frumpy leave to go get condoms. And then she uh, she even tells me, we, we're just like, it's actually funny. I bought a bunch of, uh, of scratchers. Nerd, no, nerd clusters. Oh. <laughs> you ever had a nerd cluster? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> got to get nerd clusters. Brown sponsor about last night. <laughs> They're great. They're great, and we eat them, and she's eating some, and then I we get back to the hotel, and she goes, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. Blondie doesn't want you to call him up anymore. She's texting me. She's like, she's not into it. And I go, you know what? We had a moment. You were great. I was like, you, you know, but uh, maybe if it would just been me and you. She goes, yeah, but she's like, I'm with her. I can't. And I'm just like, all right, no harm. And I was like, this is a great story anyway. And, I've, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad I have the story. Yeah. Then, then if it would have gone through and been weird, because um, I wasn't really into it. Now, when you left her, did you go by Frumpy, or did you call her by her name? Called her by her name. Good. I never called her Frumpy. She was very sweet. 
I very, bet. Very sweet. Sounds like you guys bonded. Blondie was a fucking bitch. God. A dirty bit. No, I'm sorry. Now you're doing she, a character fine. voice. Was that really what she sounded like? It was. It was very like you know what, you know. Are we gonna do this or not? She was just Missouri. What city was this? Oh, Missouri. Yeah, it's St. Louis. Well, not even St. Louis. It's like Westport yeah. or or yep. whatever. Shreveport, that, Westport. No, there's it's there's the there's the downtown one that they have, which is actually a nice room, and then there's the Westport. Westport's yeah. Westport Mall. Wow. Yep. See, and this is. Aren't you glad I stuck around to tell that story? A thousand percent. <laughs> Kids, if you're watching right now and you're going, what is it like to be a comedian? Well, we gave you the highs and lows and everything in between. But uh, if you don't put yourself, you've taken a version of that, right? Of like, yeah, I'm going to fucking go back to the hotel and see what happens. And thank God you're a respectable human and... and Left it kosher and didn't go. No condom, no problem. Hey, Blondie, quit being a buzzkill, you know, <laughs> and just go. Yeah, all good. Bye bye. Make my joke. Nice to see. I make ya. my joke. See if it goes over well. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, well, I'll go get some. Yeah. Um, and that might. I mean, even that experience, like, well, in some whether it's this story, whatever. Maybe we animate the story. Um, the, uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> oh my God. You've got animators at your beck and call. <laughs> you got, he's got, he's got one of your favorites. Like, all right, let's get a, I mean, that Ren and Stimpy style story just with you doing the voices. It's true. Bill yeah. was saying, Bill was saying you, uh, how great, um, you, uh, you are on F is for family. Um, what's it, what's his name? DJ what? DJ Howland Hank, man. That That's, you know, it, dude, the, the voiceover work and animation is the gift that keeps on giving. It's my favorite work. Um, you know, it's like sometimes I'm busy, sometimes I'm not. And well, and that's another thing about just you now introduce, getting ready to introduce yourself to like a shit ton of more yeah. fans. It's like you're just going to now be a, just involved in more conversations of things that are happening and people seeing clips or on his page, whatever. And it's like just the more that you're out there in whatever we're doing, which is why for anybody, again, going back to like to, the uh, the the unnecessary judgment or or hate on somebody that's not doing something that you like or that you do it's like hey man there's enough for everybody so much you know there's so much and it, and I always say this to every you know I I they do this thing at New York Comedy Club that Candy the Booker does uh, where she does takes comics that are funny that need help with the business aspect and she brings in other comics that have succeeded. And I remember I, I sat down I, the thing was like to do punch up of their jokes. Yeah. And I and I really felt like I, I gave my advice of what I would do. Yeah. And I think some of them took it. But one of the things I said at the end, I was like, listen, I whatever advice people give you, you know, and I've heard so much. It's the only one that I tell people because you, you it's it, there's no rhyme or reason how you make it. There's no rhyme or reason, uh, you know, how fair it is that this person got it and you didn't whatever. But the only advice I give to somebody in every profession, but most in particular in comedy and music, is be you. Fucking lean into whatever the fuck you are. Sarah Tiana said that to me. And she was like, listen, because she was like, if they ever need a Southern girl that knows sports, I'm her. They need a Southern girl, I'm her. If they need somebody that knows sports, I'm her. And that's who I am, and that's what I did, and that's what I set my career up for. And when she said that to me, man... It didn't click until after COVID, and then once COVID hit, and I was like, this could be my last show. I'm going to fucking sing more. I'm going to bounce off the walls. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do because that's who I am. And the more you're you, the more nobody can take your material, the no more the, 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 the more you set yourself apart. And that's all we're trying to do is be individuals in this because there's a lot of us, 
you know, are people in this game that, yeah, they're like them and they're like them, but there's the ones that really do well are the ones that are clean-cut entity of, like, this is who they are, this is their characteristics, and there's no one like them. Yeah, there's people small, slowly similar, but there's no one like you, there's no one like me, there's no one like Brad. Of course. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like there's, this is like Burr. There's no one like Burr. There's no one like Roy Wood Jr. You know, there's no one like Chappelle. Uh, even Avery, there's no one like Avery. Avery's doing what Avery wants to do, and as long as he leads, I tell him just be you, write what you know. Yeah, and that's the only advice. That's the only advice I give anybody. Comedian, son, friend, uh, frumpy hotel lover, <laughs> raw dogger on stage and off, and I mean that in the best way possible. Fearless on and off stage, the best hang. Love you, Holocaust denier. Holocaust denier. Um, you're a beast, and I'm so pumped for the next year of your life. It's going to be fun. Keep it going. <laughs> Stay, take care of yourself. Make sure that's a priority. Yeah. That's going to be a bonkers ordeal. And you want to make sure like, that you just crush it top to bottom, which you will. It's, and that's the one thing that is always tough when you're when, when it's just, that's going to be a new experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, But you're ready for it. I feel, I feel like we, yeah. we me and the band are we've been waiting yeah. for this moment for years yeah. and we were ready. You could say you're you're always ready before, but it's like now everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It happens when it's supposed to, and it's supposed to happen this way. That's it. Uh Josh Adam Myers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh at Josh Adam Myers on all social media, joshadammyers.com. Uh follow me, follow me because I post clips and there's yep. uh, there's all you see all the Man tour on the dates. street interviews. Man on the street, a lot of shit. Follow the goddamn comedy jam. At the G D comedy jam. 500 Man. podcasts where yep. I'm going through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. Himbo's podcast for food, fashion, fitness, uh, body, mind, soul. It's really funny, man. And Justin's can... hilarious, too. Next time I'm in New York, yes. I'm going to Oh, on. dude. Yeah. 100%. Uh, you're a beast. You're a beast. You're, you're, and, there's a, and there's only one Josh Adam Myers. So go see him this fall. Joel, anything to add? summer. All right. Great job, Thanks dude. for participating. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.